This episode on the Mesh.TV is sponsored by The Sock Factory, making quality socks in North Carolina since 1975. Producers of Crazy Compression, William Tucker, and Fit Sock, The Sock Factory has something for everyone. Find out more at thesockfactory.com. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 16, volume 7 of The Fantasy Formula, your number one podcast for all your fantasy football needs. We come to you on a dreary and cold January 3rd afternoon. Holidays are over, and fantasy football is over. (laughs) It's a sad, sad day. It is, man. Yeah, man. So tell me how it wrapped up, buddy. Let's give our fans what they've... uh, Won it all year, and that's two champions, two Super Bowl championships by our two co-hosts. Can we give it to them? This well, you year? know, it is pretty amazing that we are in the Super Bowl together. That's true. You know, I mean, like sure. not in not in the hard league, but you were in two like elementary school <laughs> yeah, leagues, and then the real league over here. I got in mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. um, but it is pretty impressive that we got into yeah. a couple of Super Bowls because um, so, it's hard to achieve. You think when you get there the first time, you're like just like Dan Marino said back in the '80s, "Hey, man." There'll be many more Super Bowls that I'll get to. Was there, Dan? Never went back. So. Was there, Dan? You gotta you cherish it when you're there. So I went into my now being in it too. You're right around Christmas. It's an incredible time to watch, right? I mean, it was it was great. So I went into it a favorite, 10, 11 point favorite. Wow, one sixteen to one oh five. And to tell you the truth, I felt pretty confident. I felt pretty good about my my team. I saw you before the game. Yeah, you looked pretty confident that it was going to happen. Well, you know, I had one guy. I had Murray come in and give an okay performance, and I was like, all right. And his his um, the guy that went against me did a lesser performance, and they were yes. both at my flex. And I was like, all right, he's he's down a man. Sure, he's down a man, down some points. Well, then my boys just decided not to show up. I know the feeling. They didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, 18 points. Uh, Devonta Freeman, 5.6 points. Greg Olson, 4.2 points. Right? Now, he, on the other hand, Bortles, 30 points. Oh, my God. Right? This dude that you played, though, has been doing that stuff all year long. Picked up Ebron, put 14 on me. Touchdown. Yeah. So, listen, I got beat by a worthy opponent. I couldn't have changed. I mean, on my lineup, there were some guys that probably would have saved me. I mean, Giovanni Bernard put up 30 points. But would I have started him? Who would have known that? Yes. Would you have started him? No, no. of course not. So, you know, I ended up losing 114 to 130. So about, about 16 points. I came in, and I was looking at I came in at where I was projected, pretty much. I was expected to get 116. Yeah. He overachieved. He sure did. He overachieved. He did that all year. Your and, you had, and that's what, to win championships – you have to you overachieve. Must overachieve. Yep. So with this feeling that you have inside today after the loss, would you have rather not even been in the championship and you know and just 
got out early in the playoffs, so you didn't have to worry about it, or you're you're glad you went on the ride. Look on me. Look at my face, Chad. <laughs> Do I look like somebody that doesn't want to be in the finals or something? Absolutely. I beat me not. in the finals every sure. year. Absolutely. Beat me in the finals every year. Okay. Yeah. But absolutely not. Those losers that had to I couldn't play for weeks. Oh my gosh, those losers! Those guys. Yeah. So, so no, no, no. I'll lose in the finals every year. You know, it it feels like I do that anyway. That's true. You just want to be battling. But in the end, our last place league. You know, was it our friend Paul? I think Paul Breeding is. Congratulations! Congratulations, loser. Uh, yeah, of winning the Jeremy bracket. So, anyway, at least you didn't win that bracket. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to win that one. I definitely don't want to. So, on our, our end, Hank, uh, I ran into a buzzsaw guy that he was projected to put up 120, put up 190. Okay, that's and, a overachieving. Yeah, way overachieving. And I came in kind of right. I was supposed to be at 115, put like 112. So, got beat by an overachiever. So... No Super Bowl championships this year for 2017, buddy. Hey, you know what, though? The, next year's coming. That's right. And we got to get ready for it. There's always next year. There's always next year. And you know what? There's going to be new players that are better than these losers that <laughs> let us down today. Exactly. I will never, and even though I love this dude, Drew Brees. So let's do take a couple of points from last year, what we've learned. Drew Brees, I drafted him early. New Orleans Saints are now changing their offensive scheme. New, Drew Brees is not going to put up 5,000 yards anymore. They're a running team. Drew Brees will be way down on my draft board last, next year. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara will be a top five running back. Top five probably player to be drafted next year. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo will be top seven fantasy quarterback last year, next year to be drafted. Eli Manning might be on a new team. That's right. It might change the outlook of some of these teams that are gross. Certainly. Uh, Denver. Yes. You know, Kansas City. Not Kansas City. I'm sorry, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Yes. All these teams may be different. Because Carson Palmer retired yesterday. Yes, he did. Yes, so no more Carson Palmer. But anyway, don't forget about your fantasy football as the year progresses. Keep making mental notes so you're ready for your draft in August. You know, it'll be here before we know it, Hank. It will be. And you know what? If you're going on a business trip to Miami – and yeah. you see Ezekiel Elliott out on the bar, and he looks fat. Don't draft him. Don't draft him. There you go. Don't exactly. draft him. Yeah, did you hear the news out of Oakland that John Gruden is potentially, and I'd say a very strong chance yeah. of being their coach next year? Yeah, I did hear that. And I did, did you hear that he, he could get ownership? I think they nixed that because think about this. So if they allow a coach to get ownership without the other owners voting on it, Bill Belichick, can go to Richard Robert Kraft or whatever and say, all right, buddy, how about 50-50? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. What's Robert Kraft going to do? Oh, so yeah. they, they got the coach or the owners by the cajules if they let this go. So sure. I don't know if they're going to let um, Gruden I, get ownership. I but. did hear that. And you know the funny thing with Gruden is he has built a brand, not necessarily uh, strengthened by victories. Sure. Right? So, I mean, he was a great Oakland coach. I loved him when he was mm-hmm. there. He's fiery. But he, he put on some good teams. You know, yes. and he had one good, like really good team, got to the Super Bowl. Probably if it weren't for the fumble the, that they called an incomplete pass by Brady, the Brady they may right. have they may have won that game. Right. Right. True. Goes to Tampa Bay, wins the Super Bowl on somebody else's shirt tails. Uh, exactly our right. man from Indianapolis. Yep. Then um doesn't do anything from that point forward. Reinvents himself as the guy 
that critiques those quarterbacks and does that quarterback camp. Now all of a sudden people forgot his record and he is considered the authority on coaching. What give me I'll give you some odds here and you tell me if you want this or not. I'm not going to say he's going to be a bust. They think he's the next coming of Jesus, right? Like he's going to save the franchise. Whatever team he went to, he was going to be the savior. I don't believe so. He's been out of coaching for almost over 10 years. Things have changed. Helmets have face masks now. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Granted, yes, he's great on the television. He can critique a play. He can put people X's and O's. But, you know, that's not everything about coaching. He's been out of it for 10 years. I don't think the Raiders go to the playoffs next year. I don't think the Raiders win a – Super Bowl. Will the Raiders win a Super Bowl with John Gruden at the helm? Three to one. No. What are you taking? The odds three to one that he doesn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know why I say that too? Is that those are still the the thing that for John Gruden is, is Oakland will leave him there longer than he should be. Probably. You know what I mean? So most coaches have a short leash. Mm -hmm. You don't get there three, four years, you're gone. Except if you're Marvin Lewis. Right. You get 17 years <laughs> win, not winning one playoff game. Yes. So I think that he does. I was going to say take him back to the playoffs, but you're asking Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, to win a Super Bowl. That's why they're hiring him, to take them to the promised land and bring a ring home. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I can't see it happening. It's going to be tough. I don't know if I do either, but I hope it does. Yeah. Who wins the Super Bowl first, San Francisco with Garoppolo or Oakland Raiders with, you know, they're trying to get their boy Carr back on track. Who wins the Super Bowl between those two teams first? Do you know what I, I – it's interesting you say that. I think Oakland will, just for the simple fact that I think now Al Davis's son, um, oh my <laughs> who looks like the guy from Dumb and Dumber, Dumber easily. Uh, Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> yes, Mr. Christmas. <laughs> if I think they're, they're going to make a push with the checkbook. Oh, really? You know, I mean – Get some other players let's, in there? Let's, if this is going to be our run, let's make a run. Yeah. And so I think that they're more willing to do that than San Francisco. And in this league, there's two types of owners, I feel like. There's an owner who has an ego that has to win, Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. right? But it sometimes interferes with football, Certainly, right? Robert Kraft has an ego, but he's smart enough to know to get out of the way. Sure. These franchise owners, these team owners, even the worst teams make millions of dollars, okay? So take... Take the Bengals, for instance. He's not encouraged by winning. So he hires Marvin Lewis back. He's got the same idiots playing for him. Right. He doesn't care. He's still going to make a ton of money. So winning is not the most important thing to franchises like that. It's let's make some money and let's kind of be status quo. We'll be 500. We'll make the playoffs a couple of years, not make it. That's the Browns that are making millions of dollars yeah. every year. So you, it just depends on the owner. And Al Davis' son is accustomed to being around the, the winning ways mm-hmm. of the old Raiders. And I think he's going to try to make something for himself, even, even though his decision-making has been terrible, especially with his barber. Especially because it's his awful. Exactly. His salon manager is, oh, God, fire him immediately. But the reason I chose that San Francisco team, you're probably thinking, well, that was against San Francisco from. Well, they're two California teams, right? They're mm-hmm. close to each other. Oakland's soon going to be in Vegas, so um, – it won't matter, but San Francisco, they say, is up and coming with this new quarterback. They have $100 million to spend under the cap. The Raiders already seem to have a pretty strong – they got Carr, quarterback, great defensive guy. I can't remember the – Mac. Mac, phenomenal. Got two good receivers. You got a running back. They've got all the stuff. Like, San Francisco is behind them, but it feels to me like San Francisco is ahead of them. I don't know why I have that feeling. 
toward a Super Bowl. Maybe it's just because that quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, has shown that he's pretty awesome, and they have $100 million to spend on free agents. That's he's, a lot of money. Garoppolo, though, if you look at it, look at the last three guys that came out from under Brady's shoulders. Right. Right? Under his cape. Okay. Castle. Sucks. Right? Mm-hmm. Who else is out there? Foles another, didn't, did he? No, no. There was another. Mallet was his name. Mallet? Yeah, he's terrible. Did Brissett come out of that? He did. But he only played literally maybe one, two games. Right. Yeah. So nobody's really been able to do it. And I think they get out of it riding that wave of Tom Brady and they're good quarterbacks. Once they realize that team is relying on them for the mm-hmm. offense, really hadn't done all that much. I could buy that except for that dude went 6-0. and when San Francisco sucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, the year he was traded. Castle yes. did well the year he was traded. That's true. Okay. So then he came back. About the next year. Come back. Hmm. Prove to it. We'll come see. back. That's a good point. We'll see how that goes. So, um, anyway, it should be some an interesting offseason. You know, now with the quarterbacks, right. there's quarterbacks coming into the draft. Now they're saying they're maybe not coming to the draft because they don't want to play for Cleveland. The quarterbacks we know that are coming are Baker Mayfield. He'll be in the – he'll be in the – upcoming draft class the dude from wyoming his name is uh oh gosh i can't remember his name but his quarterback he's like six six from wyoming supposed to be prototypical nfl quarterback. The guy nobody wanted the guy from california right kind of yes. he's a farmer from california yes, nobody wanted him that's him oh his name is college. allen josh allen yeah then there's rosen for ucla who hasn't decided yeah and then there's darnold for usc those are the four big quarterbacks that will be and darnold did not help himself oh god he did not but their team just Anyway, we can talk about bowls later. I was terrible bowl picking this year. Worst. We're worse. Really? We were worse. We didn't win a win. Not one. I think we hit one over. It was awful. For the holiday season? Holiday season. Yeah, I started out early before Christmas. I was in this bowl pool. I was in third place. I was like 11-4 and with the spread. And now, after – what happened the last two weeks? I'm below 500. So uh-huh. I went on a big losing streak. Mm. Mm. So, but you know, we we did skip over the holiday season. Did we? Yeah. Yes, we did, didn't we? So how'd it go? It's <laughs> one heck of a lead-in. How did Santa treat to that? No, Iowa no. Family? You know, it's it's pretty magical season. You know, I mean, especially if you've got kids in that age group. Um, you know, we weren't in here last week because of uh, they were off. Yes, the studio right. was closed. Oh, that's true. I forgot about. And that. so, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that we visited. How about your girls? Did they have a good Christmas? Did you uh, get Santa involved in? The- I don't see how they could have had any better. They got everything they wanted and then some. It wow. was almost gross. Like, all the stuff, like, seriously? Yeah. We needed all this stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom and dad bought Olivia a laptop computer like the one that you've got. You're a businessman. She's got the same day. She's 11 years old. She's got the same computer you have. I mean, what? Do you really need this? She might have a sick PowerPoint presentation uh, uh, to she do. She must have something, but it was crazy. Lucy Rose got a hoverboard and, you know, all these games. Oh, you know, you name it. They received it. So we had a good time. Yes. Nice. Yeah, how yeah. about you? I'm sure you're Oh, we had a great time. You know, got everything that he was hoping for. You know, there was certainly things that weren't there that he thought would be there I and i was like you know you can't you don't get everything anything in particular like a new pair of lebrons or something or the no. steph curry's okay so he is a shoe guy <laughs> yeah. right he's a shoe guy two things that he got he did get is santa brought him um a nike id gift certificate so he could make his own pair of nikes pretty cool okay 
Um, and then mom and dad gave him he during the summer that guy likes to wear vans, yeah. you know, the checkerboard vans. Sure. That's all he wears all summer. And so I we got him a gift certificate to make his own vans. And he's got camo. We already did it, camo and checkerboard. And you just it, go online to do it. Yeah, just go uh, on to customize awesome. them. Perfect. And uh, but he wanted some Harachis. What are Harachis? They're a pair of Nikes. And I was like, I I don't think Santa brings three pairs of shoes to <laughs> <laughs> little kids. Sounds like that lady from Vietnam, that <laughs> Amilda Marcos. Who oh has yeah, three thousand pairs of shoes in her closet. Yeah. So he <laughs> he uh, he ramped up on that. He got a baseball hitting net. Got a tennis net, an outdoor game. I don't know if you've played it. Uh, our good friend LT and his family play it all the time. And that's where I was introduced to it. It's tennis played soccer style, and they oh. call it foot tennis. Oh, and cool. there's a, a net with an indoor soccer ball, and you play it like in the driveway. Uh, got that. It was, it was a lot of fun. So he had a great time. And um, But we for New Year's, we went up to the mountains. It was cold. Yeah. Man, it's cold. Cold, cold up there. We went cold. snow tubing, which is it's, you know, being in – in a mass of people and people watching, mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of fun. Sure. Even when it's cold though? Even when it's cold. <laughs> you gotta gear up. Yeah. But you know, you've got you've got Super Dad that is sitting on the sideline screaming at his kid every time he goes down, Yeah, Bobby, Bobby, over here, Bobby. You got that guy. Yeah. Then we had a group of um uh uh people from another country that didn't understand like I guess etiquette where we were at and so there was people that were like bypassing oh skipping the line oh, oh big time and a boy in coveralls beside me was like let them do this one more time <laughs> let them do it one more time they're the united states of america <laughs> yeah, you for, can't skip in line no skipping no <laughs> skipping and then uh you know it, it's just interesting to sit back and watch people and uh to the to cheat you know, oh, you you know, you guys, you can't let your little girl go by herself, and then you know they kick her down <laughs> down the hill by herself. It's just funny, man. Yes. I love seeing stuff like that. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, we went to the beach. We spent our New Year's at the beach, and um, there, you've been to the beach that I go to. It's called Oak Island. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever stumbled into this place, but we got. Uh, I had to work. Jennifer and Lucy Rose went early, and Olivia and I came later. I had to work a little bit. <clears throat> later than they did and so there's this one place called pirate's cove or pirate's booty or something it's an oyster bar beside the grocery store do you know what i'm talking about if you're staring at the grocery store to the right to the right i know exactly okay. what have you ever been in it's there? got like a side entrance <laughs> that's a little suspect three different entrances for like when you really have to those are exits exits quickly <laughs> so there's three secret exits i guess but anyway i said olivia you know mom's not with us lucy rose isn't with us NC State's playing the bowl game. Let's pop in this little oyster bar and let's check it out. She said, all right, sure. So we go in there, and there's TVs everywhere. Um, they've got a, it enclosed for cold days like it is, so there's heaters blowing. In the back, you know, I'm talking three exits, there's, there's three bars in one in this place. Like you would be – when you look at it from the outside, you're like, oh, this is a little old dumpy, dumpy yeah. place. Well, it's not nice, but it's three bars. You have the pool hall portion where there's air hockey and – 30 pool tables, 30. There's no way that building holds 30. It's it's like on the side. You would never even – you got to walk through it to just imagine this place. Okay. And it's got air hockey and all kinds of other stuff, video games. Then it's got a normal – it's a small bar for the regulars. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's like maybe eight bar stools. But you – like I try to walk in there and like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you going? My man. I, I was like, oh, I just want to check it out in there. Like, okay, well, that's kind of like for the, the the locals and the regulars. You can go in there, but, you know, it's 
really for the regulars. I was wow. like, okay, I get it. I get I'm it. I'm out. So then I went to the main bar, and we got a little table. They brought us a bunch of oysters. You can play Keno. I don't know if you know what Keno is. It's uh, kind of like sure. bingo, but yeah. Keno. And so we're doing scratch-off things, popping. We're gambling. And all. We're having a ball. Dollar beer specials. So anyway, we had a good time in the Pirates Cove and then just did our family stuff for the rest. But one interesting thing, since I was 16, and I know – I like to drink, Hank. You know, it's no secret. Well, since I've been 16 on New Year's Eve, basically, for how many years is that? 20-some years of my life? 30? 30, 30 years of my life? Hammered. I don't really don't remember much of New Year's Eve for the last 30 years. Sure. I mean, that's pretty terrible to say, but I remember it, but, you know, I don't remember exactly every detail. Not every of the, detail. Never of a New Year's Eve sure. night for the last 30 years. Well, I didn't drink New Year's Eve, nor hardly any of this holiday season after, you know, Christmas when we went to the beach. Sure. Dude, I felt like a million dollars this <laughs> week. I mean, I was like, why do I feel so good? It's the first week of January. Normally, I'm struggling. Yeah. But I felt a million dollars. So I went to the movie theater on New Year's Eve. We went to a doubleheader, Jumanji, mm-hmm. which three and a half stars, Kevin Hart, Kills it and Jack Black, the new Jumanji. I heard, I heard hilarious. it. Uh, so my little boy went to it. He looked at me and he was like, Got some language, it's got, got some, some yes. language. And he was like, Kevin Hart's got some language he's, in he's it. He's got, he does use some, some no F bombs or anything, but a couple S, a lot of B, you know. Yeah. And uh, so every time Kevin Hart would say a cuss word, Lucy Rose would look at me like, Should I really be in here listening to this? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. what am I doing in here? But anyway, it was hilarious. And then we right back to back, we went to The Greatest Showman. Which I heard is good. I loved it. It's a musical, though. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know it was yeah. a musical. Yeah. And so Livia hated it. She wanted to leave. I'm like, come on. Do you have a dark heart? This is a really inspiring movie. Yeah. It's real short. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. but Which is unlike Star Wars. I haven't seen Star Wars yet. Oh, it's like 75 hours. Good. Is now, it good? It's like 245. Woo! Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. They left it real open. Like a like you know, there's like seven different tentacles coming off that thing, but I think you know not to take away from your movie interaction. Doug, yeah. You know, I don't want to we yeah. can go back to that. Sure. But um, I think the the thing that people that was a living, breathing thing for so long. Like the first three movies, mm-hmm. right? The fir- first three movies were so important to the American public. Absolutely. Right. Then when those next three came out. They're ready to kill Lucasfilms because right. they're like these suck. They're awful, and they did. They were they were not good follow-ups. The next two were really good. Mm-hmm. I felt like were really good, and this one's pretty good. Okay, but I feel so. The consensus is, and I'm not going to say anything, is that people that you thought were good and people that you thought were bad or presents that you thought were good or not may not have been always what they seemed. Hmm. And I actually heard people saying online that, you know, you're stealing my childhood by making me think differently of this. I see. I see. Do you feel this is a one thing that I one reason the first three, especially people our age, they're so ingrained into our life. I mean, we might think about when you're little, you would think you would act, treat Star Wars like it was reality. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this was a part of our life. That's what you thought space was about. Exactly. And you couldn't wait to the next one. I'm always feeling because they're already promoting next year's solo. So I guess it's the how Han Solo grew up. So they're already promoting that. That comes out next December. Dude, are we Compton. Ever- He's from Compton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we'll ever have too much? I mean, overload of star wars like dude come we, on now you we know? shouldn't have 25 episodes yes but the th- we had three and it was 
Awesome. Mind blowing. You know, we wanted to come back for more. We couldn't get enough because they teased us. We only had three. Yeah. Now there's, yeah, they're going to be 20. Yeah. I don't but, know. I don't know if kids will dig it like we did. No. And, you know, the, the one thing that I thought was cool was when they figured out the Death Star plans, you know, that spinoff that they had with the Death Star and the plans. And, yeah. Rogue um, One. Rogue One. I felt like that was a, if, if they would have done the three, yes. waited 20 years and then done that movie. Right. No brainer. Right. It would have been like this, exactly where they needed to go Mm -hmm. because it was the same type of movie. But I think it's those middle three that people are like, I don't don't know if I can get into this. I mean, Jar Jar Binks is the worst character ever in any film. I completely agree. Could not disagree with you. Well, I'm going to go see that hopefully this week. Uh, is this, check a, out is the this like your Thursday 1 p.m. Well, showing? Well, normally I do it on a Tuesday at yeah, like 2.30, but I miss this Tuesday, so maybe I'll go next week. Uh, but I look forward to it. There's a couple of good movies out there, but what I wanted to say is so after the double header for the New Year's Eve, you know, we just go back to the house. It's just Jennifer and I and the kids play a couple games of cards, like rummy, you know. the Rock and roll, whatever it's called. Right. New Year's Rock Fest is going on. Well, I just I fall asleep. It's like nine forty five. I'm out. Olivia's waking me up at about eleven thirty. Hey daddy, thirty minutes. So then I, you know, get going again. But it was just a different type of New Year's, buddy, than I'm accustomed to. Yeah. But it was enjoyable. Hey. Hey, you know. I'm starting to get old. I'm starting to mature. Yeah, I see, see that. You see the maturity kind of growing? I've never seen any maturity in you, but I <laughs> the see that. Responsibility, yes. No, but so anyway, I, it was fun. That that's a great segue because what I wanted to ask you, and you may not have put any thought of this, so you should have, of course. Really takes you into New Year's resolutions. Yeah, we all have major things we, we need to yes. change. Oh, and my list is very, very long. What's um, what? What's a capable idea of what you want? It, you know, it, it, some you don't may not want to share with us. Yes, like I don't care about yes. body waxing or anything <laughs> like that. But what what would be something that you'd you you thought about? Gotcha. So I've actually had discussed this with a group of people on New Year's Day. We were talking about some of our re- resolutions. So don't think um. This is what I've done every year since I was probably little. I try to think of one way to improve myself, whether it be adding a uh, a skill, okay. you know, yeah, and so or reducing something I do that hurts my body. Those types of things. Well, so three, four years ago, I wanted to add the skill of swimming. So I got in, I got really dedicated to swimming. I'd have been five years ago. It's when I hurt my knee, and so I I did. I accomplished that goal this year. Two years ago, I wanted to get better at golf, so I really focused, and I got better. I want to go to take boxing classes. I want to become Sugar Ray? with my fists. Fluent. So if you come and mess with, bah, 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 I just knock you out real nice. quick. <laughs> but it's a good, nice. Nice. It's good exercise, Yeah, and I think that would be a good skill to, to have, you know, just be able to box a little bit. Sure. You know? Yeah. So. I've signed up for classes starting second week of January at that gym, the boxing gym. On Old Lenore? Old Lenore. Yeah. Because I, I think a guy um, that you hang out with does it there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Hal Huffman. Okay. Yeah, it works well, out there. I'll talk to him about that. Yeah. And it's a, uh, well, that's good. That's yes, good. That's a, yes. good, a good thing to add. You know, I, I'm kind of with you. I think that. Um, trying to figure out something that's either going to help you, your family, sure. your body, your mental, mental capacity, yeah. whatever it is. So I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I'm having problems with my knee. I'm having problems with my knee, which I know you know you a little bit about. When we played tennis, yeah, you were right. like, my, my knee's kind of bothering me. It's, it's been really bothering me. So I, like you, want to find 
something else to do. So mm-hmm. I am going to start swimming. Good. Yeah. They, I know you like to do that. Yep. But um, the other big one, the one that I thought of before that is I can sleep in the morning. I mean, I wake up at seven like that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I am committing to waking up at six. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason that I do that is it will lead to better things in I feel like that I want to improve on. I want better breakfast for my little guy when he wakes up, right? I don't want to throw cereal in front of him and just say, have at it, let's go. Um, It'll get you in bed earlier, True. right? Wake up earlier, got to go to bed earlier. Um, All those things, I think, you know, B, if I get up at six, nobody else is going to be up. It's going to allow me to have time by myself, which I don't, you know, in our professions, we're in front of people, talking to people, doing all these things all the time. It's good to be able to sit down and have a couple of seconds to read the paper, figure out what your day's like and not doing it while you're trying to run in the middle of everything else. Um, So that's mine. Mine is going to be waking up by an hour every day, if hour ish, just to give me enough time to do it all. It's very admirable. So Jennifer, she gets up early anyway, but so she started doing that, getting up at 530. Yeah, she can have that. Well, yeah, that's way. I'm just not a morning person. I can't do it. But and she says, you won't believe how much better you feel because you have that time instead of feeling so rushed in the morning. That's how I'm I wake up like, oh, good Lord. Shower. Boom. Get the kids. Boom. Boom. And then I'm gone. Right. 530. She gets a half an hour kind of before the kids get up to herself. Gets her thoughts organized, gets the lunches made, everything that she does. She, she's not rushed. She feels good going right. into the day. So that's good for you. That's pretty smart. Yeah, I appreciate that. We'll see how it works. And, yeah. you know, hopefully it'll end up with a clear mind because I do feel like our lives are so busy. Mm-hmm. And when you're stressed, the people around you feel it, your kids feel it, your wife feels it. And it's, it's detrimental sure. to, you know, to it all because we all jam in people, things in our life. We do. There's no doubt about it. And let's talk about jamming. So our first <laughs> basketball scrimmage. Is- you got a girl that can jam. <laughs> I wish I did. Windmill. Oh, uh, scrimmage is today, right? Y'all, Y'all scrimmage. We got one too. What time's yes. yours? Just, ours is at six tonight. Oh, we won't be able to see you because we're at six. But you'll be on the other court. So yeah. we'll hear it. We'll pop over there in between maybe quarters. But I'm interested to see. Like, do you feel like your team is ready? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the funny thing is, is you see your team practice and they suck. Right? No, I mean, they're eight-year-olds, yes. right? They're not supposed to be great. Then you see some of these other teams practice, and you're like, well, I'm glad I don't have them, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, it's all – you can never – I never feel like you can get a good measure of where your team's at until you get on the court with another team. That's right. And we've scrimmaged a little bit, but it's it's always been kind of hit or miss on our scrimmage. Right. So, you know, I think that tonight's going to be a telling sign. Our first game's Friday. Yes, ours too. So what time do you play on Friday? Um, the early game. Oh, we're seven fifteen. Yeah. We got we got prime time. Over yes, there. you do. We got prime bright time. lights. Bright lights. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I feel good. I feel better about this team than I did last year's team. Okay. We're in the same league. How about I, you? A very similar. So we we've got a couple set plays that we practiced on, but we haven't had practice. To, like for two weeks, so I know. And these little seventh and eight or seven and eight year olds, they have forgotten everything that we practiced. We even had an inbounds play that we practiced to get the ball in, just to have it. You know, they won't remember this. So the scrimmage will be good. My little Lucy Rose has got really good hand. I'm excited for her this year because mm-hmm. she, she's really excited because she's gotten better from compared to last year. And she wants to show it, and I want to see it. So yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll give it a run, man. That's all we can do. You run a stack play. 
Run a stack play, inbounds play. We do inbounds stack. Okay, yeah. that's that's an easy one. And uh, pick off the top. That's what we run. Yep. Yeah, I think we're running somewhat similar yeah, we, stuff. Yeah, it should be. Well, we'll let the uh, the fans know. Let's talk about this real quick before we go to Hank. How do you want this schedule to work? You know, fantasy football is over, and you and I have contemplated a show kind of like what we just did. A little bit of movies, a little bit of music, a little bit of sports, a lot about life. <laughs> That was that was very Jack Handy esque. You like that? Uh, what do you think about maybe for our audience to kind of keep give them some more of this stuff? I wouldn't mind coming in here every week, talking okay. a little bit about it, leaving football, you know, out to the side. Yep. You know, we we'd have to talk about other, you know, baseball seasons coming up. We could talk a little bit about that. Nothing, this, nothing really has to be on the uh, sure. the schedule. It doesn't have to be say a rigid, a rigid schedule. You know, college basketball is kicking into gear. And I don't know, you probably haven't watched much college basketball, I would guess, yet. Because a lot of people have not. I've, yeah. I've watched a little. I've watched Carolina play. I haven't watched much of anybody else. It's wide open. The, the, the what is the word? Everybody's about, the, there's not one clear team right. that stands out above the rest. It's going to be a remarkable uh, March Madness. It's and going you, to be awesome. And you know, everybody's lost, kind of. Like, everybody's seen, like, a lot. Not everybody, but there's been a lot of these big teams that have had a loss. Yes. You know, the everybody. Dukes, the mm-hmm. North Carolina. And um, all these teams, though, you know, I'm a Carolina fan. All the teams, like last year, I would have never guessed that they would have won the national championship at the beginning of the year, the year, right. the way they were playing. But they get so much better sure. throughout the year, and then they make a national col- you know, caliber team. Mm-hmm. So it will be kind of interesting. Like you said, all these te- there's – 12 teams that could be number one seeds. Absolutely. So watch this guy named Trey Young. He plays for Oklahoma. He's a freshman. He's leading the league, the whole nation, in scoring and in assist. He's averaging 29 points and 14 assists. He's a freshman. One of the announcers on the game I was watching, they played TCU and they beat TCU, who was undefeated. They say he's the best point guard he's seen since Magic Johnson. Who was this Who was this gentleman that said that? I, it's some ESPN dude. Okay. Yeah, so you, I, it wasn't – can't recall. Yeah, it, you know the reason I say that is you know some of those guys hold a lot of credibility because they've seen a lot of <laughs> sure. people. I'm not saying yes. that this guy doesn't, right. but you know um, some of them know that position better than others. And Absolutely. So, and I think Jay Williams is respectable in that regard. Sure. Yes, he was a he's a college basketball Hall of Famer. You yeah. know, think about what he did. He I think he was National Player of the Year twice. He won a national championship. I mean, he was a remarkable player, college player for sure. But anyway, the dude Trey Young. He's lit. he's not big, he's like maybe six foot, hundred and eighty five yards. But he's patterned hundred eighty five yards. <laughs> he's patterned his game after Steph Curry and a lot of these players coming up. That's they watch Steph do it. Like yeah. I'm not big, but I can shoot. I can practice. You got to shoot. And this dude is dropping them from behind NBA, just like Steph does. Yeah. Watch his next time you get a chance. Watch his highlights. He's like a he's like a little Steph. Many Steph. Many Steph, freshman, 18 years old, leading the nation, points and assists. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, Hank, before we get out of here today, anything cool else we need to talk about? We got this weekend, you know, the ping pong, Hickory Ping Pong Tournament is getting ready to happen this month. I don't think there's an official date. Okay. So, get your ping pong paddles all dusted off and get ready for the tourney. Um and then, you start playing again. Yeah, I need to, too. I'm a little rusty. And Martin Luther King weekend, that's coming up. Right. And next weekend, I believe. So the kids will have a day off, and maybe there'll be some fun stuff happening. This weekend, my plan is we've got a lot of basketball. We've got the game Friday. Olivia's got a game Saturday. NFL playoffs kicking into gear. Tell me what you think about this. So the teams that are playing, you got the first game. I think it's Kansas City versus Tennessee. 
What would you? Who, who would you lean there? I think Kansas City with the running game going right now, not knowing the spread, Kansas City's going to be hard to beat because they're going to get their running in. Yep, absolutely. That's the 440 game. I think Kansas City's a seven-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read this interesting stat. First weekend of wild card games, the, the teams that are favored either win, cover the line, so they win or cover the line, or outright lose. Okay? okay. 71% clip. 71% clip. They either outright win – or they lose outright, you know. So they're the the dog is not covering. Dog's either winning outright or right not covering or the not spread. Covered. Or not covering the spread. Seventy one percent clip. So listen to these lines real quick. We have got. Let's get to the le- right leagues gotcha. here. I got you. You got Falcons me? and the Rams. Okay. Rams have a are uh, six and a half. Given six and a half. And that's the night game Saturday. That's right. The night game Saturday. Right. I would lean oh, – actually, the Kansas City number I'm just looking at, it's gone up to eight and a half right now. Yeah, if ESPN I, has it at nine. Is that right? I would lean for sure Kansas City right there. I think they'll cover that number and win. I think Tennessee is a joke. I would lean a little under the total there too. Atlanta, L.A., L.A.'s at home. Golf, six and a half. Total, 48 and a half. I like the under in that game. Is it too early for golf? I mean, do you feel like Matt Ryan can take that Falcons team on the road and win? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of like the Rams in this game. I kind of like the Rams. I think they're ready. Yeah, I, think, I do too. I think they're ready. And Atlanta hasn't really shown. I don't. They, they still have the Super Bowl hangover from last year. You just baited me on that one. You were trying to get me to take the Falcons. No, no, no. Because I this one, that one's tough for me. That one, that one is tough for me. But I like, I like the Rams in the spot. Send this is the Sunday game. Buffalo at Jacksonville. Buff, Jacksonville, an eight and a half point favorite. Are we ready to trust Blake? Bortles to say yes, you can win a playoff. Game. Yes, you think it's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, these, that team is playing insane defense too. I can't do it, dude. Thirty nine and a half total. Maybe lean the under, but their phew. defense is playing crazy. They are, but Blake Bortles is their quarterback. We've talked about that a lot. And then the last game, four forty kicks. God, Sunday. this is going to be a good game. Carolina at New Orleans. They say the best game of the wild card for last. Seven point line, New Orleans, forty eight and a half. I've read about Cam Newton in the playoffs. He's three and three, okay, and really been mediocre in all his playoff games. Mediocre at best. Can he step up? Now, these are rivalries. These are division rivalries, and this is the playoffs. It doesn't get bigger than this. Will he step up under the bright lights on Sunday at four forty and beat the Drew Brees led Saints? No, I hate that. The Saints just have too much firepower. Kamara's back. Uh, Ingram's been running real well. They've got any receiver that they want to throw to. Their defense is better than t- it typically has been in the past. Yeah, their defense used to be horrible, but I I think that the Panthers won't be able to cover. Yep, I'm with you, man. So if we were to maybe lay down a small parlay, my parlay would be Kansas City minus the eight and a half. I'm gonna go Atlanta under the forty eight and a half. I'm not gonna mess with the line in New Orleans minus the seven. Three game parlay. Take it to the bank. Ding 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 ding. There you have it. You oh, go. one other thing I want to uh, really thank uh, the Sock Factory. Oh, yes. And the Sock Factory, who they have been our sponsor for this season, uh, was also awful gracious in uh, being our sponsor. Uh, you know, they're a uh, North Carolina hosiery company that's been here since 1975. Mm-hmm. Their three lines are Crazy Compression, William Tucker, and Fit Sock. You can buy all their socks at www.thesockfactory.com. If you want to look at their best sellers, you can always go to the Hanks. 
They're under the William Tucker name, although they're always sold out. <laughs> Which ones are they? What color are they? They're the best looking ones. Uh, um, so, uh, but great socks. They're a great company, and we appreciate um, them being our sponsor. Thank you, Sock Factory. We look forward to some other sponsors next year to step up, just like the Sock Factory did this year, and sponsor the Fantasy Formula, as well as the other shows on The Mesh. It's a great network here in Hickory, North Carolina. A lot of exciting things happening at The Mesh. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, it's good to see you. Hopefully, it won't be too long. We'll try to get back in the studio. Let's keep this momentum going for our show. Let's do it. But let's think of another name for a new show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you guys out there listening. Chank. Yeah. Chad and Hank. <laughs> you know, hey, that might be an option. Had. <laughs> Send us your name request for a new show. Again, it's going to be a show about a little bit of everything. A smorgasbord, if you will, of sports, pop culture, music, movies, just kind of everything that's going on in a typical 40-year-old you're 40, right? 41. 40, it's a 40-year-old's 40 life. So anyway, yeah, shoot, shoot us an email or fax it to us at 7. <laughs> Tell them to stop calling. Okay, sorry, guys. But uh, anyway, yeah, let us know. We'll let you know the schedule for the new show. And, Hank, look forward to a great 2018. Let's do it. All right, buddy. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.